Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. The World Show with Nikki B. So now we are joined by two uh, other uh, um, important artists. I mean, important people in the, well, can I say artists? Ishmael, can I consider you an artist as well? Welcome to the World Show. Ishmael Mohammed and Spongile and Goma, welcome to the World Show. Thank you very much and uh, hello to your listeners. Uh, thank you, Spongile. And of course, Spongile Ngoma is um, an amazing, amazing uh, singer, mainly known for opera, but also other things. And Ishma Muhammad is somebody I call an arts and culture specialist because he's worn so many different coats uh, in the creative fields. Ishmael, welcome to the World Show as well. Is he with us? Uh, I think Ishmael is joining with his computer. But uh, Spongila, I've also got Chico Twala here, and uh, we've been celebrating Chico's uh, musical journey. But uh, I'm very happy to have him. Uh, I'm sure Ishmael will join us. But one of the reasons uh, that I've brought us all together, and uh, one of the reasons that I felt, uh, in fact, I'll start with Chico. Chico wrote uh, uh, fairly recently an open letter. Actually, the letter was addressed to Arthur, and uh, Chico was lamenting the fact that artists are going through so many struggles at the moment. And the letter was kind of saying to Arthur, are you one of those who should be receiving the money uh, that is set aside for COVID relief in terms of the arts. Uh, Chico, do you want to expand on that a little bit to us? Thank you, Nikki. Uh, Nikki, I think my letter is very clear. I mean, I've been in the industry for more than 30 years and uh, I really understand, you know, uh, that artists, you know, should be assisted by government, especially those who are in need. Yes, uh, and I mean, especially with this kind of yes, a crisis. Yeah. Uh, now, with the crisis that we're in now, uh, the COVID, when National Arts Council and the Department of Arts and Culture ask the arts, arts practitioners to assist those who are in it, meaning artists, obviously they meant artists that... Are really, I mean, I, I took it like maybe like your backing singers, yes. your instrumentalists. Uh, yes. Those people are the ones that are really in trouble. Yes. Personally, I, yes. I thought those ones really needed the money more than anyone else. Uh, it's for COVID relief also. Yes. You know? And uh, and also, you know, I was thinking also the technicians and the technicians, people. Technicians, yes, yes. All those people. Yes. And uh, I look at the, uh, the number of artists that we have. So it's a big number. I mean, yes. there's so many. I mean, I mean, I look at the Samro. There's more than 14,000 artists. So mm. I said to myself, look, do I really need to apply for the 20,000? I said, no, I don't think it's on my side. I said, you know what? For now, I think I would be able to sustain myself yes. until maybe this pandemic uh, disappears. You yes. know, I don't know. But uh, at the time I thought, no, I don't think it's necessary. There are those who really need this yes. money. I'm not going to apply. So that's the reason I wrote to Arthur simply because I thought Arthur was in the same category as I am because uh, I've worked with Arthur, uh, doing a lot of work with the ANC. Uh, I know Arthur has been receiving lots of funding from the yes. lottery and all that. Arthur has got a guest house in uh, 
in mid. He's got two guest houses in uh, mid range. He, he's got so many things. Yes. I mean, yes, he's, as well. he's, 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 he's got it's got money. Yes. So for him to be applying for what's name, I thought it was not necessary. Yes. I think uh, that's the reason why I wrote my letter. Well, I think the letter really, really moved me, and um, maybe it's something I should also share on social media so that people can know what it's about. But it really moved me because it kind of highlighted the discrepancies, the imbalance that has been happening. And I think both Ishmael and Spongile will have more to say on that. Let me just check. Ishmael, are you with us now? I'm with you, Nikki. Oh, good. I can hear you loud and clear. So, again, uh, welcome. Uh, and Spongile, you, you are there with us as well on Zoom. So, Chico brought up one side of this situation. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, I've been watching a lot on the news. I've been watching it on different platforms, whether it's on the news. I've been reading it. I've been watching it. And, of course, on social media. To what is going on now? And maybe I can start with Spongile, because Spongile has been one of the major forces in arranging the protest that's been taking place outside the NAC. Spongile, uh, can you tell us a little bit about why, what was the thought of starting this protest at the offices of the NAC in Newtown? Well, there wasn't a plan to start a process, a, a protest outside of the NAC. Literally, I came here looking for answers and because of how they've been dodgy in responding and share, not not wanting to be transparent about their processes and who they've paid for what project and how much, it became clear that it was necessary to insist on getting answers because this is public money and it's meant to assist artists that have not been able to earn a living for over a year. And uh, what we've managed to uncover is that Generally, these people have done a lot of things that are wrong. There's been a lot of corruption, maladministration, and just a general flouting of the law. And so uh, what started out as a fact-finding mission has become a sit-in. We are now on day 33. We are still here at the offices of the NAC. We're sleeping on the floor because we are looking for answers. And we're basically saying, how much longer should this go on? The NAC has a history of corruption. So we are basically just saying it's enough now. If they don't know want if they don't want to serve the artists, then they must go and make space for those who do want to serve. Yes. So you know, Chile, I'd I'd seen something on, on your social media where you had said, I'm taking Easter weekend off, but from what you're saying now I can hear you back at the offices and uh, you you've been there for, as you say, over thirty days, which is quite remarkable. And there's a quite a lot I wanted to respond to what you've said, but for now. Now let's just uh, open the floor to Ishmael Mohammed. Ishmael, as somebody who's been involved with the arts on so many different levels, both as uh, the director of the Grahamstown Festival, Market Theatre, and many, many other spaces, um, what is your take on what is currently going down? Okay, I think there's a systemic problem in the DAC. One is that there's no strategic vision and there's no strategic leadership that's coming from the Minister of Arts and Culture, Mr. Natim Tetwa. You know, when the arts sector, like every other sector in South Africa, did not predict and plan for COVID-19. It was an emergency response, and other departments have been rather very effective in terms of the way they've responded. With the, with the Department of Arts and Culture, there's been absolutely no clear strategy. When we had the first wave of funding, uh, it was chaotic. 
it did had, it had no understanding of the sector. Uh, artists who are essentially freelance workers were asked to present contracts, were asked to present tax forms, a whole range of things that artists generally don't have. We haven't taken into consideration the way, the nature of the industry. But when the PSP, PSP, which is the Presidential Economic Stimulus Plan, was made available to the art sector, again, there was no clear indicators of how the support will be rendered to the artists. What will the maximum be that will be paid out to any particular group? What are the qualifiers and what are the disqualifiers? And there has to be disqualifiers. It's necessary because in an industry such as ours, uh, you have those that do not earn any income for the last year. But you have others who may not be working but who have lots and lots of income, but are also earning lots and lots of royalties. So you cannot put them together in the same basket. So, you know, what we've seen is also companies that have been established just before COVID, before the PSP was announced. Yes. Uh, So there's been a lot of opportunistic applicants and there's been no screening process of that. It's so interesting what you say because one of the things that struck me when I was watching the news and 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 I think even at one point I was watching Spongile uh, being interviewed. But what struck me is the total amount was three hundred million, and yet to date it seems that what they are saying that they are, have allocated the funding, uh, besides the fact that they they say they're over allocated, but they allocated the funding to I think it was six hundred proposals. I think uh, more than a million, more than a thousand came through but they've managed to allocate it to uh, 600 uh, to date or just over 600 and i think one of the things that struck me was 300 million is a lot of money oh yes why are they saying that they could only from that give it to 1100 odd artists even though they've only done 600 or so when surely it should have been a more equally divided you know and, and, and i'm saying this in the light of the fact that it should have already been distributed, but it hasn't, yes. And Absolutely. It should have been distributed a long time ago. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we knew that for the last 12 months, artists have been without any kind of income. Yes. So it should have been speedy, immediate, and it should be clear around uh, how that money gets distributed. Absolutely. Absolutely. But also, you know, when again, I do my math and I think 600 into 300 million, you know, there's a mm. lot of artists that you could have given them 100,000 for a year or 150,000 and that would have at least sustained them. Why is it that certain people are getting millions and millions? Mm. As with the case of Arthur, what, what Chica was saying, where I think Arthur got, he signed for 11 million, I think it was, mm. you know, and, and how does that happen where somebody's got 11 million and yet some Somebody else hasn't even got 50 or 100,000 to live off. Well, I think it's a case of no due diligence done exactly. and absolutely poor auditing of yeah. the entire process Abs- uh, at, the, at the NSE. Absolutely. And I found what Spongila also said was interesting because she spoke about it's been problematic for a while, even pre-COVID. And, and Spongila, maybe you can join us for that again. And I think, you know, in the this is a critical situation. This is truly a matter of life or death in, in, in the lives of many artists. But uh, uh, for me, you know, uh, has 
an institution like the National Arts Council and, you know, as a part of the Department of Arts and Culture, has it been serving artists historically over the last few years? I don't know. Chico, Spongile, please respond. Nikki, I think I want to concur with what Ishmael has said now. There are a lot of, I will tell you now, 90% of the applicants are not musicians. They're just administrators who will tell you that they're working with artists. They represent artists. There's one I went through the list. I won't mention names. Yes. But this person is receiving seven million, and and another one is receiving one point eight million rand, and they all claim to be representing. These people are not musicians. I know. Yes. And now my suggestion, to be honest with you, because we do have these such people, I'm suggesting that the Department of Arts and Culture should commit to probing the money issued to recipients of the grant, and and, and the information should be disclosed by the by these recipients. You know, to ensure that they are actually complying. Because to be honest with you, 90% of the applicants are not artists. Yes. They are not. Yes. There are only very few artists here. Yes. Yes. Spongile, do you agree with that? What has come to light is that, like Chico says, uh, there, there are companies that have nothing to do with the arts. For example, there's a company called Indizati, and we called the CEO of the company, and we were asking, what does Indizati do? And basically, she just said that it's it's got nothing to do with the arts. Um, oh it's goodness. some type of heritage. It's some, uh, and she said they applied on the side of heritage. Now, this is a relief fund. Uh, it's not a relief fund. It's a it, it's job stimulus package for artists who have not been working for a year. And then you have a tea company and another company called Indiza Foods that is now allocated money. And these companies have been paid already, uh, according gosh. to what has been said by the NAC management and council. And the question is, what made them fast track those companies over artists who exactly. desperately needed that stimulus? Because essentially what they've done is they gave precedence to and preference to companies that belong to their friends or people they know, as opposed to artists who genuinely needed this job stimulus. You know, the thing that bothered me more than anything is the fact that you are you know, when people have not been able to work, not because they don't want to work, but because they're not allowed to for a year. And for the first time, you give them hope and you say, here's an opportunity to restart your economy. Yes. And then you take it away yes. like that because you are not paying them. And I think this is what essentially got me out of my house and on the way from Bloemfontein to Joburg to yes. say, okay, let me go there. Because when you phone, they don't answer their phones. When you send emails, they don't respond. Yes. Uh, they do exactly what DSEC does. DSEC doesn't respond to emails or phone calls. So uh, their agency, which is what was established to distribute funds, is doing the same thing to artists. At a time like this, like Ishmael rightly pointed out, it's a critical time when it sh it, there's, there's, there's no sense of urgency. And literally, they just took that away from people. And to date, they've only managed to pay 94 million of 300 million. Yes. Where is the rest of the money? Where is the rest of the money? And, you know, for me, again, what strikes me so much is people have not earned for more than a year. Mm. 
these people are getting paid for whether they do their jobs or not. But, you know, what do we say to the artists? Uh, in fact, I, I want to take a, a, a moment just to just to read something that a, a great artist sent me this weekend. He says, lots of musicians of my generation are dying because of deep rotten issues that have been planted, stacked in our hearts for so many years. We thought our, demo- we thought our democracy that we fought for all these years would bring joy and financial freedom. So we're able to look after our families. It's become so bad. Sometimes I even think that there was more happening in the 80s during apartheid than there is now currently. We had lots of venues, jazz clubs nationally in South Africa. We had gigs seven days a week without a break in the day. It was studio sessions. But now in the democratic area, it's become difficult, painful. And uh, he goes on to say right now, artists like Kaya Maklangu, Temba Makiza, Faya Faku, Lauren Spachiza, and many more are not well because of our wicked music industry. You know, and uh, uh, that's just a little bit of what he'd written and a little bit of think of what Chico was saying you know we've got people like Fana Zulu who is played on everybody's album on any definitive album over the past 30 years 40 years at every gig Fana has been there and contributed he's a bass player but he's a session musician so once again it's it's people like that yourself as Spongile as well I mean I'm sure there is uh, you know being an opera singer there's not a huge amount of opportunities uh, generally and it's been even worse during these times and it really brings me back to basic life and death issues uh, is what I really believe you know so what do we do Ishmael how can we get this moving well I think firstly that there has to be a thorough investigation into the uh, fund but that investigation should not be entrusted to the DAC because really they are the culprits so you cannot have the culprit investigating itself what needs to happen, you know, the minister said he's going to institute a forensic investigation. Now, we have seen the DAC institute several forensic investigations across various institutions, and they've been challenged because the, the companies don't really delve into the detail uh, of, 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 the, of the challenges uh, because they work on specific terms of reference that are provided by the DAC because the DAC wants specific outcomes to shift the responsibility. So what we need in this particular case is the Auditor General to institute an investigation and an audit, which is completely yes. independent from the DAC, yes. uh, so that you you then have the DAC not manipulating the responses mm-hmm. and the answers and wanting to make one or two people scapegoats because they want to look innocent. Uh, the problem lies at the foot of the minister. There's been poor leadership from the minister, and the fact that he's not been able to break the impasse at the National Arts Council for the last 32 days yes. raises serious questions about his ability to lead. Well, on that note, in fact, wasn't there a meeting that he had scheduled for Thursday, I think it was, at the NAC? And from what I can gather, there was a no-show. Is that correct, Spongile? Well, there was a meeting on a Sunday that he had asked for, and then what he had said, he wanted us to meet with him at the market theater and we said no we will not meet with him at the market theater because we are staging a sit-in at the nac yes. so if he wants to meet with us he must come to the nac so which is in effect across the road from the market theater exactly yes and essentially they, what they were trying to do was to try and get us out of the building so what they've been trying to do for the past 30, 33 days 
is to get us out of the building. They have not been trying to find a solution or to actually give the list that have been asked for to say who has been paid, where is the money. And so he didn't show for the first meeting, which was on a Sunday. And then he scheduled another meeting for Friday for which he showed up unprepared because he couldn't give answers. And by the end of that meeting, it became very clear that, well, even if we had been planning on going home, at some point we were not going anywhere because uh, he had no answers, no solutions like Ishmael says. Yes. And so that's why we're still stuck here 33 days later. Wow. You know, I get this. I get what Ishmael's saying about an audit, and that is absolutely essential. But what do we do in the meanwhile? Chico, what do we do in the meanwhile? Nick, I think uh, the biggest problem we have now is that a bulk of the money is going to the wrong hands, as we speak. Yes. They are paying the 94 million. That tells me, if you can have an audit tomorrow, you'll find that criminals are receiving that money, not artists. Yes. So I believe that the, uh, that the department should appoint a qualified personnel to verify the information submitted and, and check the non-compliance. Because I can tell you now, and a lot of culprits there yes. should be brought to book. There are people who really don't qualify. I know Swongile, I know Ishmael, but trust me, yes. the list that I've seen, yes. the big number of them, they are not beneficiaries. Yes. Swongile is there, sitting there, yes. and then we know he's an artist. Yes. They are not there, those people, yes. where Swongile is. Yes. They are somewhere there sending encouragement, what and all that. And obviously, a person like Spongo myself won't know who they are, but definitely. Yes. The recipients, the people who are getting the money, the money. now, they've got nothing to do with our sector. Yes. They have nothing yeah. to do with our sector. Yes. There are only a few of us. Yes. That I can tell you. And, and this, even if, yeah. if you look at even the applicants, I think most people like the funders will be talking about it. If you ask them why did why they didn't apply, they'll tell that look, we didn't know anything about it. Yes. this thing was never escalated to a lot of artists out yes. there. It was yes. only escalated to few artists and then those mafias, I'll call them mafias, those who call themselves you know, some people use uh they have perfected the art of making their selfish desire look like oh, they are, you know, they actually have the interest of the people, of, yes. of the struggling artists. And it's not true. Yes. There's so many of them. It's happening now. Yes. You know? Hence, I'm saying that. Uh, I also call them the mafia. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> mafias. I mean, yes. there are a lot of them. Yes. That's why, you know, I'll definitely, right now, National as well, they're paying people. But trust me, amongst the people they're paying now, there are criminals there. Yes. That man is going to end up in these people giving them. They are not musicians. Yes. They are not uh, actors. They yes. are not in the art sector. Those yes. people are receiving, most of them. Yes. And it, the example that Pongila gave, that's actually a tea company. It's actually exactly. not relevant to, uh, you know, the validity of getting this uh, this relief. It should be a relief for a period where there is, is no work. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, the, this COVID situation has really highlighted that. But ultimately, while we wait, what is happening to our artists? You know, somebody wrote on, on, on social media the other day and said, how would we have got through lockdown if it wasn't for the music, for the film, for all the, you know, for those experiences? And yet our brothers and sisters are literally starving as we speak. What 
can be done about this? Spon- and the National Arts Council, they know the real music. They know the real artists. They know Sposponga. They don't they know the real people. Yes. But still, trust me. I mean, they are going, they are, they are able to give a, a tea, a company that runs tea, whatever that Sponga just mentioned. Yes. I mean, why they can't just say, guys, we know you come. They said, start with the people that yes. they know, you know. Yes. Instead, they're giving money to people that they don't know. Yes. Or maybe they do. No. <laughs> but also, you know, this is, this is what struck me. And I think what Spongila also said earlier on about the accountability and my own experience uh, with the structures is, uh, you know, we've, uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but in my own personal experience, I've had uh, uh, discussions and decisions. And when push comes to shove, nobody answers my email or my calls. And um, I've even got things in writing. And uh, thereafter, I feel like I've been ghosted because suddenly yes. people just disappear. Yes. yes. Spongile, in the meanwhile, I don't know how long you are going to be there for, but I know that uh, 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 somebody sent out a WhatsApp saying, please, if people can contribute anything towards those of you who are sitting in, you know, in terms of food and just, uh, uh, you know, being being able to sustain the, the artists that are at, are at the National Arts Council at the moment. About how many people are there on a given day? Well, we have 20 people sleeping here. And then throughout the day, a lot of people come and go yes. um, because, you know, people come to show support and just to spend the day with us to see we're okay. Yes. Uh, so you get, yeah, different numbers every day. Yes. But literally... There's 20 people sleeping here at the moment. Okay, so I think I'm also going to share those details so that if anyone can contribute to the sustenance, literally to food, and the contribution can be financial, I'll post it on my social media, but it can also be, uh, I imagine if you arrived with a few pizzas, everybody would really appreciate it. And one more thing on that, uh, uh, from what I saw, there has been threats to remove uh, those of you who are sitting in. Yes, we get threatened every day with some form of action violence or, you know, even bodily harm. But we are not scared. And this is the thing that I I, I don't think they get that once you've pushed people to this point, uh, we are not scared. We just want the truth. By this stage, it's not about how much you can frighten me. It's about... When are you going to start telling the truth and doing the right thing? Yes. And we, they wanted to forcefully remove us by using red ends. And, um, we just said, it's fine. They will find us here and we will literally go live when they do that so that everybody can see that here they are doing what they used to, which is threaten law abiding citizens while mafias uh, are getting the money that's supposed to service that industry. Yes. So they've even sent a cut interdict to, for us to leave the building. And literally, sure. you know, you're like, why would you want to do that? What are they hiding? Why can't they just do the right thing instead of trying to manage a situation that has gone so bad and so public? So yes. essentially, right now, we're just asking them to do the right thing and vacate. Yes. Uh, they've failed in their jobs. They have failed. And yes, there should be an investigation, a proper audit, but they shouldn't come back 
because they have failed spectacularly. Yes, and actually, as we've all said, this is highlighting what has been going on for years, but it's just become magnified because people haven't been able to generate income for the past year. Ishmael, as somebody who works in the field of the arts, and, and there was a word I wanted to use, but I've just forgotten. But, you know, what do we do? You've suggested to you've suggested we need an audit, and Rasipo Mantula also wrote in and he said, great discussion, the AG audit report will hit our government hard and also the SIU and public protector investigations. The independent investigations that are external will help. But, you know, how do we get from this point to that point? Those are long processes. Well, you know, there are structures in society, civil uh, structures that need to come on board and support the the artists. The, The struggle that is happening at the moment is not just struggle of the artists. It is a struggle for the soul of South Africa because we know just how important the artists are to our nation. We've seen that before 1994, where artists literally fought for our liberation through their voices, through their bodies. You know, when we had an enormous amount of uh, censorship and repression through the 80s state of emergency, and you mentioned earlier about somebody who'd sent in and said that that was the most vibrant time of uh, for the arts because the arts literally drove the struggle for our liberation for our liberation, and it was a healing source during those tough times of the 80s. And what we ought to have seen is artists in our country elevated. But yes. that's not happened. But what is key to this, apart from an independent audit by the uh, Auditor General, what you also need is the implementation of the law, because there's been a breach of legislation by the minister, particularly in terms of the cultural institution, uh, I mean, in terms of the National Arts Council Act of 56. The National yes. Council Act is very clear in, in Section 10 that no member of a sitting council may earn a grant from uh, the National Arts Council whilst they are serving. Now, the minister's argument is that grant was approved by the previous council. That does not hold because overriding that fact is Section 75 of the Companies Act, which doesn't allow a sitting member uh, not to disclose. And this is what has happened. Now, had Sibongeli and the company that she's with, uh, the people that she's with, not have occupied the National Arts Council, gone through the details, these matters would not have been disclosed. And we would have had a council in office that is in breach of the uh, National Councils Act, that's Section 10, but also not have been disclosed and not being trusted. Now, the risk register of the uh, National Arts Council is very, very clear that it stipulates that one of its biggest risks is the loss of confidence of the arts sector. Mm. Now, that has happened, and it's built in the annual performance and strategy plan of the National Arts Council. Now, if the minister is not sensitive to that, that means he's not taking any of the legislative and any of the regulatory documents into consideration in terms of how he is managing the crisis at the NAC. And it's necessary then that other structures in society which play a watchdog role for our democracy need to come on board, begin to look at what's going wrong in this particular department, begin to put pressure and support the artists and so that the the president begins to intervene. Because after 32 days, if the minister is not able to break the impasse, it means he's totally incompetent and the, and the and there's a need now for the president to intervene and the court order that uh 
Sibyl Gilead than I've received is an indication of the mentality of this minister who believes only not in mediation and resolution through negotiation and discussion that he's responsible for Marikana and he, by all costs, he would have violent removals of the people if necessary. Now, that is totally unacceptable because, if anything, it is the arts which teaches us how to mediate and how to come to creative solutions. Yeah, that is so well said. Thank you for that, Ishmael. You know, and... I think for me, another issue which has been highlighted because this is this is a historical issue, which as I say, has been magnified with the COVID crisis. But, you know, one of the frustrations that I've often experienced uh, in, from myself and from fellow artists, put it this way, I believe that in the arts, we're sitting on a huge gold mine, which is untapped, unsupported, and really deserves more attention, not only for the souls of our people, but even financially, we are sitting on a gold mine. And it's through these kinds of misrepresentations and corruption that uh, this is being abused. And I don't know if how you feel about yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Nikki, you know, we sit our industry. There's a turnover of, of, of almost a billion rand a year. If you look at IMPRA, your SAMPRAs, in the collecting societies, yes. and the, the money that we get, like national assets, it's quite a lot of money that we're getting a year. But yes. you know what happens? 90% of our money goes to administrators, and those people are not musicians. Yes. So now, I think this should be a wake-up call that, you know, arts practitioners must take charge we we must take charge and employ people who will represent us in a correct way because at this point in time we're letting people who don't know anything about our sector to run our business yes and uh, these people are stealing our money those these are the people who are dividing us i mean spongile and the 22 people wouldn't be sitting there if we're running the show if we're making sure that we run our business politicians as we speak they are running the government yes. why musicians can't uh, you understand yes why, poli- can't, yes why can't artists run the art yes. sector you understand we should yes. run our sector just like the politicians are doing yes. we should call the checks but it's the other way right the administrators are calling the shots they are the, that's why the sitting that is happening in the national yes. it's, and they acquired those people Yes. The hands I'm saying that we need to get our house in order. That is very important. We need to take charge. We need to get our practitioners to, to take charge. Take, we look after our affairs. Yes. We must employ, yes, people who, 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 who understand the industry and all that, but we mustn't hear from them. Yes. They must hear from us. Yes. Well, I know that uh, the minister um, also uh, set up this committee to look at the discrepancies and to look at what's happened. To be honest, uh, there have been quite a, a few remarks on this. Members of the committee that were chosen, because historically some of these members uh, are known to not pay artists. Yes. So why are you choosing people to come and set up a committee to deal with this crisis when these are promoters who are publicly known for not paying exactly. their artists. I mean, as, as, mm. I, as we speak now, we have CEOs who earn 5 million rent a year. I won't mention which what's name, but that yes. is happening in our sector. Someone earning 400,000 a month. You understand? Yes. 400,000 a month. That's what they are earning these people. Beautiful yes. houses and all that. That's our money. We only get a little of yes. our money. They will yes. advertise some stupid things that, hey, we've got this funding for you, what, blah, 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 and all that. Yes. We are not in charge. 
Of our yes. own, what's new? You're what's right. So what is the solution? Do we get an artist to be the minister of the not, arts and culture? Uh, do we, you know, do we start looking at a union that, that works? Because I think that's the other crisis we've had in this country. You know, the union has not served the artists. So Do we have a union? <laughs> do we still have the union? That's a good question, yeah. yes. <laughs> you know... I feel that this is such a desperate situation. Spongila, I want to take off my hat and bow to those of you who have sacrificed so much and are still sacrificing so much to be there. And once again, please, I am going to post on all my social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and give a bank details for those who would like to contribute to those. But... What do we do about our fellow brothers and sisters now as we speak tomorrow, Monday morning, Tuesday morning? What are we doing? Because for me, the problem is, and, and I love everything that's come up, but while this goes and gets looked at and addressed, people are still starving. People yes. are still sick, you know? And I think people in this country really Join us in solidarity. Join us in making the awareness and putting the pressure on the powers that be. That is my advice. Any parting shots? Uh, Ishmael, please give us a parting shot. Yes, I think one of the great spin-offs that has come out from Sibongile's action is that the art sector has never been more united than what it is at this present time. Yes. We've seen people who've knocked heads before. Sibongile and I have knocked heads as well many times in social media. Yes. But we are working in solidarity with common purpose because what is happening at the present moment in our country for the arts is criminal. Uh, so we, you know, if one goes through social media pages, one will see just the diversity of artists who are standing together for the very, very first time in our 25 years of democracy. Yes. Uh, you know, but but I think what is more important for me is that even whilst we're able to provide immediate support for the artists, we are seeing institutions closing down. The Fugard Theatre has closed down. Just Set has closed yes, down. Yes. Other companies have closed down. What and is, what this means yes. is that once we come out of COVID-19, where do people go to for work? When yes. the very institutions that provide them with employment are shutting down. And this is why there's a need for strategic leadership to come from the top. Absolutely. But you begin to think not just about how we deal with yesterday's problem and today's problem, yes. but how are we going to address the crisis going forward? Yes. And there's no forward thinking that's taking place in the DAC whatsoever. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Spongile, can you please give us a parting shot? I do believe that at this stage, we desperately need the intervention of the president because the minister and his officials at DISA have no will, honestly, to set, solve the current problem. So we desperately need the president to intervene. Yes, we need policies in place and all of that, but immediately now we need the intervention of the president because they are not prepared to assist us. Instead, they want to get rid of us yes. and they're not trying to find solutions. And that is concerning. If, if they wanted to find solutions by now, we would have solutions, but they have no will. So we just need the president to 
please now pay attention, say something. He's been too quiet through yes. a crisis and this is his stimulus package. So my question is, why be silent about your own stimulus package unless even you didn't mean for it to reach the people that you said it, it's supposed to reach? Yes, and actually I'm pleased you said that because I've had quite a few messages coming in saying, does the president know? Does the president know? Of course, the president must know by now. And I think we have to, again, unite, shout louder and make our voices heard, each and every one of us in solidarity. Before I let Chico give his parting shot, I just, it brings to mind two things for me. Having spent some time living in France over the past few years, you know, I really, and I think every country uh, has its... uh, uh, you know, it's pros and it's cons, it's down, strengths and weaknesses. But one of the things that always struck me in France was um, the appreciation of the arts and uh, that artists really have constructive support systems that serve them even in the quiet months without COVID. If you're a performing artist, if you're a working artist, you log all your uh, all your performances, all your contributions. And then when you have quiet months, the state actually supports you. The other thing I kept thinking about was was um, what happened when Guinea gained independence. And uh, at that time, the first president of independent actually believed in the role of the arts in building people's sense of identity and building people's strength in uh, soul enrichment, in uh, financial enrichment. And that was where we found many of the bands that were started, like the Super Rail Band, bands like that, which were given monthly salaries for performing every day in state state venues. And as Ishmael says, the fact that we're losing all our theatres, we're losing all our jazz clubs and venues, that is, those are, again, those issues that need to be addressed with the department because if we look at this kind of money it shouldn't be you know given to the wrong hands Chico anything you want to say uh, as I a think my two colleagues Wongil and Ishmael have said it out fully uh, uh, for me to be honest with you uh, this is the beginning of good things to come because they are sit in it's actually going to it's going to actually make uh, it's going to bring a change into our sector that sit-in will actually bring change in a way that I'm seeing musicians, actors, I mean, people in the art sector yes. coming together, saying now it's time for us to come together and run our business. We don't yes. want anyone to run our business anymore. We should take charge of our... this. What is happening in the National uh, Council now? I think it's a good for me. Yes. I think the future is bright. Because after the... the uh, after... We've we, we've been sorted. We've been sorted. I think we'll know. We'll have a right direction now to say, no, guys, this is the time now that we must take charge of our business. Yes. Let's let's not allow people to earn three, four hundred thousand rand uh, of our money Monday, and we don't even see what they are doing. Yes. All they do is talk, talk. You yes. know. So it's time that we take charge of our business, and definitely we'll survive. You know, yes. we have enough money in this sector to survive. It's just that it's in the wrong hands. Absolutely. I thank all three of you so much for joining me. And this is a conversation that I think needs to, you know, it's a continuous conversation. And I thank you each and every one of you for your work, your contribution, your strength, your warriorship. Thank you, all of you, for being there. Thank you, Ishmael Mohamed. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Spongila and Goma. I'm going to end with one of, uh, actually, it's a song by Vessel van Rensburg.
that he did on the album African Baroque, but it features you, Spongila, and I absolutely love it because oh, wow. it's a medley of Enchilo Enchilo and Ave Maria. So I think that's an appropriate one to end the show with a little bit of a prayer. Thank absolutely. you. Yes, thank you for thank your work, you. Spongila. And please, everyone, go and support the artists in Newtown with this sit-in that is taking place. Just support them spiritually. Go there with your, your good energy, your support. To go there with food. It can help. And Chico, thank you for blessing us with best of the best and your contribution all these years. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, from me to you, whatever else you do this week, make sure that you keep shining. Of course, keep it Kaya. And as I said, coming up next, Spongile and Gorma's beautiful voice on uh, this composition on a Vessel van Rensburg album called African Baroque. Have a great one. The World Show with Nikki B. Every Sunday from 6 to 10 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.